Hey guys, welcome to Podiatry Practice Mastery. Uh, Don Pelto here. Um, what I'd like to go over today is my my hacks for efficiency. You see, recently I was interviewed by uh, a podcast called Asian Efficiency. It's uh, it's this gentleman that he talks about efficiency hacks, and he says a lot of the people on his podcast are are doctors. Uh, because they want to learn to be more efficient. And this is something I've talked about a little bit in the, in the past, but I, I want to go do a little bit uh, deeper of a dive on a few aspects that, <clears throat> that might be beneficial. But before I do, I, I had a, a person ask me today, they were using my patient presentations. So remember, if you go to uh, either patientpresentations.com or go to um, Podiatry Practice Mastery, you can get my, my patient presentations tool. This is the same tool I use every single day in my office. It is a th- uh, link tree. Uh, that's linked to Google Slides in full screen format. That's basically what it is. It took a little bit of time to do. And and he said, this gentleman said, you know, I, I like it, but I'd like to kind of modify it. So I've kind of made that easy for anyone that wants to modify it. Um, you can't use like mine. Um, what you can do is you can go to under coaching. There is the Practice Mastery Academy. And then you just sign up for a month and you can get access to all my patient presentations, uh, make them your own, edit them. And then you can kind of make your own uh, link tree. I'll kind of explain a little bit about that when I talk about efficiency things in this podcast. So that's what I would recommend. Uh, I try to keep it pretty reasonable. It's a monthly thing, so you can use it as long as you need it, as long as you find it beneficial. I'd love to stick around a long time. Uh, but as long as I'm giving you value, that's all I want you to stick around. But let's let's get into this efficiency, uh, efficiency, doctor efficiency. Um, I was talking to my uh, wife recently, and she said, you know, Don, I think you might have come upon your your unique ability. That's uh, what we call it in Strategic Coach, this thing I've been going to for a while. You see, I've been interested in efficiency for a, a long time, and I'm not exactly sure why, but like um, some some of the people I like to listen to are like Ari Meisner, and he talks uh, about um, kind of being efficient and uh, a, lot of, a lot of other books that talk about efficiency. So let's talk about uh, some of the efficiencies that that seem to be working well and what you, you might want to consider. And I'd also like to know what some of the, your efficiencies are in your life and in your practice, okay? So first of all, uh, I'm going to talk about a morning routine that I have. Uh, then I'll talk about some of the efficiencies that I use in my personal life. Then I'll talk about some efficiencies in the practice. And then I'll kind of talk about an evening routine, which are all efficiencies. So um, all this goes back to, I remember when I was really young, I, I, I liked to learn about mnemonics. So mnemonics are like memory techniques to make it more efficient to memorize. And then uh, from there, I went to different efficiency techniques on how like not to spend money. I remember reading all these books on the Tightwad Gazette and how not to spend money and how to be the most um, efficient person. And then I it got into studying techniques and how to study the most efficiently. And I always joke with people, I, I think the main reason I've enjoyed uh, podiatry school uh, was not so much the content, but it was, it was learning and being able to teach others how to study. I, I liked learning how to study. I kind of got bored of the topic, but I, I like to learn and to be more efficient and do it as efficient as possible. So first of all, the, my, the morning routine that works well for me. So what is this, this idea of the morning routine? There's, there's a lot of different books. Uh, one's called The Miracle Morning. Uh, there's a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. A lot of books talk about having our morning uh, as the most important part of the day. And I remember I, I lived for much of my life 
in the morning wasn't the most important part of my day. So what it was that, that was like in residency where I had to be, let's say, at the hospital at 7 a.m. and I used to get up at like 6.45 because I lived five minutes away. And then it was basically from there, I was just like a, it was just a splint, a sprint uh, throughout the day uh, to do everything that I, that I had to do. And I didn't really have any time. And uh, I was always kind of stressed. I was always kind of on edge. I was always uh, kind of going, going, going. And from there, then I, I started to read some other some other people or watch some videos. There's this guy named Wim Hof, and he kind of talks about this Wim Hof breathing technique. He also talks about cold exposure or cold showers. Uh, so my current uh, morning routine, okay, that works for me, is uh, to two days a week. I do a boot camp. So if you don't know what a boot camp is, it's basically where you work out uh, harder than you could ever work it on your own, and you almost kind of feel like you want to barf at the end. That's what a that's what a really big boot camp is. So I do that mostly. It's because it's the most efficient way that I found to work out. I, I find that when I work out uh, with a group of people, and usually there's like 15 to 20 stations, and we stay there so many times. It might be a Tabata, it might be something else, but I work out really, really hard. Uh, first of all, because someone else tells me what to do, and I always do better when someone tells me what to do versus going to the gym and you're just not sure what to do. Uh, second thing is you're you're working really intense and there's other people there, so you feel a little bit of shame. And then the third thing is exactly what happened this morning, that I uh, I was I actually got up a little bit late. I think I my alarm was set for five uh, fifteen, and I slept I slept in. I must have I don't know stopped the alarm and and slept a little bit more but I arrived about uh, 10 minutes late and they were already about four stations in you may ask why I went well the reason I went is because if I don't go they charge me $30 (laughs) so uh, they already charge me uh, it's about $125 a month that's how much I pay per month and for some of you you might say that's a lot for some of you you may say that's a little Uh, but I have figured out what's the most efficient way for working out for me anyway are these two workouts I used to do three workouts but there wasn't enough recovery time and and frankly I do not like to work out but I like the benefits of working out so I do that Mondays and Fridays if I don't go they charge me and I pay by the month and um, you have to schedule a week in advance and all these other things so for my health that's that's what I do Monday and Friday for workouts um then we'll get into, like, what's the next step? So Monday and Friday, uh, then there's another good book called Atomic Habits, where it talks about habit stacking. So I, I have a jacuzzi, and uh, it came with the house that I bought, right? I didn't put it in a jacuzzi, in, but I, and I was upset that I wasn't using it. So then what I started to do is I stacked my, my workouts into using the jacuzzi. So, you know, 365 days a year, or anyway, half or, you know, two, two days a week, Mondays and Fridays. That's when I go, and after that, then I go into my jacuzzi so I can make sure I use it. And then, then starts the rest of the routine that happens the other day. So actually, actually, the Mondays and Fridays, there's another part of the routine, which is I do bulletproof coffee, which is uh, two cups of coffee, uh, MCT oil, which is like coconut oil without the smell, and then two tablespoons of salted butter. I do salted butter, and then I do cinnamon in it. So I do that Mondays and Fridays. Uh, you have to stay close to the bathroom when you drink that. Uh, but I do that Mondays and Fridays. And uh, then what do I do the other days? Well, the other days I have my, my routine. It's, a, it's a, a reading routine that I, that I use. I usually read, I'm reading, I read through the Bible every single year, or at least it takes me a little bit longer. So I have this little checklist of the books that I read, so I read that first. There's a, a devotional time, a prayer time. And then I read an uplifting book. Uh, and the one I'm reading right now is Your Future Self. 
uh, and then so I read a book and that's I read 10 pages only so I read 10 pages of a kind of an inspirational book and the way I do that is I just flip through five pages because it's double-sided and I put a little bookmark so I know how much to read and then I journal uh, and and I think this uh, this journal is an important aspect uh, in the morning uh, what I journal are the three things I'm grateful for and I have this list of things like uh, topics uh, like my family, different things that I have, achievements, uh, things like that, that I'm grateful for. And then I write out the three things. Actually, the night before, I write out the three things that I want to do. And then I'll just journal about my big picture goals. And my big picture goals are usually, uh, I have three main focuses each each quarter, each three months. And so my main three right now are my my family, my church, and work. Okay, those are the big three. And then within there's there's other goals so I can stay focused. And I kind of write about those for a little bit. Usually I'm pretty rushed in the morning, so I do that pretty quick. Okay, that whole routine, if I'm not working out, can take me about 20 minutes to do that. Uh, maybe 25 minutes. Uh, then I'm usually making a coffee at that time. And then that's all before my family wakes up. So my, it's usually I'm usually done with that by about uh, 7.15 or 7.30. And that's when I leave for the office. Uh, then on my, on my way to the office, I, I usually either listen to an audible book or I um, record a podcast. So I am, I'm recording one in the car right now. So there's a little bit of background noise, but it's, it's the only time that I have to do it. And then when I make longer trips, then I can do longer idea podcasts, like the one I'm doing today can be a little bit longer. But usually going to work, it's about a 20-minute drive. So I might try to bust out a couple of ideas uh, for, the, for uh, different ideas that are in my mind, things I'm working through. And then I'll share that with, with everyone within Podiatry Practice Mastery. So that is my, my morning routine uh, at this time. I've tried different things. I used to try some Wim Hof breathing, which is deep breathing for 10 minutes. And you can put it on YouTube and you can look up Wim Hof. And there's a breathing routine. I'd liked that, uh, but I, I didn't find that all that, all that beneficial. So things I, I don't want to continue the rest of my life, I don't do. I try to do these things that I'm going to continue the rest of my life. So that's, that's an idea about the morning routine. Um, uh, I have quite a few patients that are kind of curious about my, my, my eating routine. I kind of have a, a unique... Uh, eating routine because I, I've read uh, a lot of different books on this, uh, such as the the Obesity Code, uh, the Complete Guide to Fasting. Um, um, uh, uh, there's a, other others that talk about like the quest for food and, and different things. So I've looked at different types of eating styles and I've tried different things. Um, my 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 partner in the office, uh, Neil, he has tried like vegan, a lot of different things, and we tend to be a little bit more on the keto side so we do mostly vegetables and and meat when i'm eating uh i do some carbs i'm not totally carb you know against carbs but i just eat whatever whatever my 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 wife makes but the biggest key for me uh has been doing this intermittent fasting so if you haven't heard of that it's something i recommend to my patients it's something i've personally been doing for about three years and i like to keep things really really simple and I like to do things that I'm going to do the rest of my life. And so what I do right now is I eat one meal a day, Monday through Friday. You know, it, it might be like a OMD, that's what they call it, one meal OMAD, one meal a day. But it's usually a little bit more than one meal. It might be a four-hour window. So you might be talking like a 24 window, so 20 hours of fasting and four hours of eating. I usually start eating at about 5.30 or 6 o'clock. 
and then I may eat a, a meal and then something before I go to bed at 10 o'clock. Uh, what do I drink during the day? Well, I, Mondays and Fridays I drink bulletproof coffee. Coffee. I know that's actually um, breaking the fast, but that's just the way I do it. And then I'll have coffee. I usually drink coffee till about noon or one o'clock, and then I might switch till tea or water. But I do a lot of coffee uh, during the day, and then I just then I eat the way I started that. And this is the way I explain it to patients: is I, I didn't always do it this way, and I thought it was impossible to do that. But it's the best way to lose weight, in my opinion, for even patients. I think it's the healthiest, the safest, and the easiest to do for the rest of your life, long term. Meaning I don't change what I eat, I just change when I eat. And uh, if you want to see my, my philosophy behind it, you can go to drpelter.com to my courses. There's one on, on intermittent fasting. and It's all the patient handouts that I give to my patients as well. And the way I did it is I started uh, for three months, I just uh, skipped breakfast every day until I got confident at skipping breakfast every day, Monday through Friday, and then I picked one one day a week, Wednesdays, and I skipped uh, lunch on Wednesdays, and I thought I was going to die the first time, but I didn't. And then I did that for three months, really slow, slow change, and then I did it on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I skipped lunch, just Tuesdays and Thursdays, like breakfast and lunch, I'm sorry. And I thought I was going to die, but I didn't. And then I went to doing it Monday through Friday. So that's what I'm currently at. I, I uh, Monday through Friday when I'm at work, I just keep really busy and I drink a lot of coffee and then I just eat dinner. And it in the beginning, it's hard, right? Especially if I'm stressed or if I'm tired or things like that or if there's um, other things there that staff or um, patients bring. But I, I tend to be really disciplined. I just It's not an option of eating during the day. I just kind of push through the day. And if there is something that's brought to me, I'll bring it home and I'll eat it. And, I, and I, when I eat at home, I don't really restrict myself. I tend to eat, try to eat better, like vegetables and meat and, and things like that. But I eat whatever. I'm not really that strict. And then on the weekends, it's usually two meals what I'll eat. Uh, two meals, usually breakfast and dinner or breakfast and lunch. Uh, so that's that's the best like most efficient way of eating that I found. I've tried multi-day fasts. I've tried eating ketogenic. I've tried uh, um, uh, food tracking. I I tried cook days where we used to do six small meals and we had a whole cook day on Saturday and cooked everything. And I've tried all these things. But for for me by far, this is the easiest, most elegant way to save money and uh, slim down at the waistline. I found it very efficient uh, for that. So that's that's my kind of like my my way to be efficient with eating uh and then then we'll kind of get into like personal development i always like to talk about that i'm a, I'm a big advocate of developing uh myself and de- just working on my life i think that's that's key i don't know how you guys do it but i find that reading that uplifting book in the morning is good and then uh, the way i've automated it and that's the key i think if you want to improve something it's best to automate it and usually you automate it best when you pay for something <laughs> that's what i found so I, I meet um, once or twice a month with, a, with kind of a coach, kind of helps guide my schedule, make up my schedule for what I'm planning to do, keep me focused on what my goals are. And I meet with her um, on Fridays from 12 to 1 during my lunch hour. Uh, and uh, so that's the most efficient way because Fridays is my routine day. So it's my block day where I'm all I'm seeing is routine patients. And uh, so I can, I can knowingly be done at 12 and the other days are knowing I can't. I'm usually done at 12:30, and I have a break till about one, if if that, like most of like most everyone else. And then, um, so that's that's what I do in terms of coaching, getting coached. I also go to something called Strategic Coach every three months, where I sit down and I work out my next three year plan or three three month plan for my life. And then I, I also um, do that journaling activity. I say every morning where I think of the three things that I'm going to do. 
Uh, and then the other thing I do for that is I get two books on, on Audible. So it automatically refreshes every month, uh, two, mo- two books. And so it makes me uh, really focus. And those tend to be personal development books that I like to read. So it's really, really helpful uh, for me to do that. That's the way I can keep like reading the five-second five second rule and all these other ones that I've been talking to you about. And it gives me kind of fodder for what my hobby, hobby is, which is podiatry practice mastery. So that's what I like to do. And so I am looking for, within podiatry, those that are, if you got this far, I think my, my, my goal in this year of 2023 is to develop a group of people that want to do that together. So that would be uh, a mastermind or a coaching group. Um, and so there will be a, a link on, on podiatry practice mastery with coaching. So having kind of a, a high level, high level coaching to be more efficient and have more of a balanced life. That's what I want to work with other doctors and helping them. So if this resonates with you, uh, reach out to me there. There'll be some options. Uh, you can do that or we can, you can chat, just ask me any questions you might have. Uh, so that's, uh, in terms of personal development, that's what I found the most effective. Uh, and then, uh, coming into the clinic, I've you've heard me if you've heard some of my podcasts. I've have multiple ways of being efficient in the office, and you might be wondering why do I want to be so efficient. So, my reason for being efficient is I don't like to waste time, and I want to be with my family, not distracted. So I do no work at nighttime, and I do no work on the weekends because I'm very involved in my church on nights and on the weekends. And I don't want to be distracted. So I don't check email. I don't do any work-related notes. I don't do anything on the nights and on the weekends because I, I want to be freed uh, from that. So that's why I want to be so efficient during the work week. So during the work week, um, you know, like most of you, I use a, a EMR, Minds Athena. I have patients every 20 minutes, whether it be new or established patients. Uh, Friday is the only day I double and triple book, and that's because it's my routine day. So I put everyone, and I really do that to restrict access as well. So if, if people only are available Friday, if they can't see me, they can't. They have to go somewhere else, and uh, it really just makes me cruise that day. And I just kind of get through get through my my Fridays uh, with that. And that's the only day I do that. The other days I'm doing like all the other regenerative medicine, shockwave, heal pain, all the traditional stuff, ingrown toenails, things that everyone else does. Um, a couple of other things for efficiency. Uh, the the newest one that I've been doing right now is using a scribe, and I know a couple of other podiatrists that do that. There are a couple of companies. If you want to know which ones, just I'm using. You can reach out to me, Don at podiatrypracticemastery.com. I'll be happy to share any of my thoughts. I'm gonna eventually have a master class on training a scribe because it's been a month and I've been training them, and so I, that's where I get my content for for this show. Is as I'm learning things, I like to share it with others. So that's why I I, I did one recently on biopsies. I've done one on on AFOs, I'm going to be doing one on training a scribe. These are things that I'm learning that I think others might be might resonate with, might be interested in. And so the scribe is my newest thing. It's been about a month. Um, his name is Chandru, and I really like uh, working with him. And it's been made my life a lot easier. So it's it, I can I can do the notes. I was very efficient uh, with doing notes, uh, but I find the harder notes are a little bit easier, and I can focus much more on the patient. Uh, now there are a few things I have to learn how to do, like. I used to be looking at the chart all the time, so I knew what they were here for. I knew what what they've been through, what imaging they've had. So it takes a little bit to get used to, but I've I've really enjoyed doing the scribe, and it's pretty uh, reasonable in terms of price. I think it's if you add one extra patient a day, it pretty much pays for it. The scribe, uh, but it tells it's a learning curve. It t- took me about a month because I have a lot of macros, these like templates that I use, and I had to teach them how to use that. So scribes, like for me, the number one thing that made my life good has been the scribe, and the number two thing in the office that makes my life good is um, having my patient presentations. Now, I've talked to you at nauseum about these, but I'm going to tell you again, this is like the best thing. I couldn't practice without them. Um, basically, what they are is they are Google Slides of presentations on everything that I treat, 
and I show that to every single new patient. It's not all the established patients, but every single new patient, I'm going through a slide deck. The most common ones, like the 80-20, the 80% 80 that I use all the time, are plantar fasciitis and Achilles tendonitis and neuroma and metatarsalgia, the typical things that we see that are a little more complex to explain. And it's really, really helped me uh, to be more efficient in my, in my practice. So the patient presentations, if you want to see them, you can go to either patientpresentations.com or just go right there and get my, you can actually see the link tree. It's the links that I actually use. You can use mine, try them out. If you want to modify them, then you can just kind of reach out to me and I'll tell you how you can do that. Okay. But uh, I like to give things away and I, I love it. This, it's like revolutionized my life, like the pre-surgical discussion, what I do before surgeries, uh, plantar fasciitis, it goes in depth and uh, you can kind of learn how I, how I use those. So like those are the two big things right now in terms of practice would be the scribe and my, my templates. Um, and then from there, like other things like orthotics and regenerative medicine, like uh, shockwave and amnio and all these other types of things, but they all build on the presentations. If I didn't have the presentations, it would be a lot harder to do uh, all of those other things. So in terms of efficiency, uh, those are the two things uh, that work the best. Uh, and then also in terms of efficiency, if you guys want to know a little bit more how I kind of produce content, so I produce content both for uh, my YouTube page, which I I know there are a lot of podiatrists, my colleagues, that have more subscribers. I have 15,000 subscribers. Others have a lot more. I don't do any, like, now I don't, any gross videos. It's mostly just educational videos. And then I reutilize them with a product called Patient Education Genius. So I put the YouTube videos on that, and I dispense it to patients uh, when they come in the office. So that connects to my medical record. Uh, it's called Patient Education Genius. And that, I, I probably couldn't live, out, live with that. I live out with that. I live, live without that as well because it just makes my life so much easier. And then I, I do make videos. I tend to record videos on Tuesdays, so these would be for Podiatry Practice Mastery, also for my YouTube. And I have a virtual assistant that um, works with me. Her name, her name is Veronica. I pay her twenty dollars an hour, and she um, does all of my like video editing and all of like sending out the emails for Podiatry Practice Mastery. It, I love her. If you're listening, Veronica, because you listen to these, thank you, thank you. She helps my life be so much easier and does these things that just it like multiplies my hands so I can do uh, a lot more that I couldn't do by myself. And so those are kind of the ways that I've become more efficient in the office. Uh, you know, having an assistant doing my scribing, having an assistant helping with my videos and content production, and then having these other uh, uh, technologies that can make life much more efficient. I do most of my uh, I idea ideation or ideas on Google Slides. So I have one Google Slide deck for Dr. Pelto, which my basically those are pictures I take from my, from my EMR of patients when they come in without identifiers. And I talk about different things that come in for podiatry practice mastery and this new thing that I'm doing which is um, podiatry management minute with um, with Barry Block it, those are my ideas just come I put them on Google Slides and I and I tend to record once a week I record everything on, on Tuesdays um, so I do that Tuesdays at lunchtime so if you want to know like my our, our meetings so I said Monday and Friday I work out Tuesdays we have an office meeting in the morning um, on Wednesday, I have a meeting with my virtual with my virtual assistant. On Wednesdays, uh, Thursdays I don't have anything, and Fridays I have that workout. Uh, and then the the noon time, what I do is I try to I try I'm usually done by about twelve thirty, and I find packing my schedule makes it a lot easier to get more done. So Monday I don't have much. I might have a meeting once in a while on Monday during lunch at twelve thirty. On Tuesdays when I record videos, Wednesdays and Thursdays is when I do my interviews with people for podiatry practice mastery. And the way I schedule that is with something called Calendly. 
uh, and that's how I schedule, give my calendar out. So if you want to be interviewed, and I've interviewed other people, that's how you see all the interviews. They come, I do those on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and Friday I'm either meeting with a coach or I'm, uh, you know, working a deep dive on something. So I try to be most efficient that I can. And then when I go home, I'm done. I don't have to think about anything. I don't bring any business ideas home. I'm not worried about it on the weekend. I try to avoid as much as I can business reading on the weekend. That's how I can have a balance. And I've learned this uh, not on my own. I used to be really bad at this. And I'm still kind of improving on it. But I, I learned this idea from Strategic Coach and uh, Dan Sullivan. And uh, it's basically the idea of something called free focus and buffer days. And so you can Google that if you want. But basically, my days at work are focus days. I'm trying to be the most 100% efficient I can so that I can have better free days with my family and not be distracted. Buffer is something I don't have a lot of. Buffer is like when you prepare to have good free days and prepare to have good focus days. Uh, but I, I don't have much buffer, usually because I'm, I'm using others to do that that kind of prep work uh, that needs to be done. So I, let me know if you guys found this beneficial. I know I went through a lot of things, but uh, this is what I talked about in that interview with Asian efficiency. Uh, and if you want to learn more, like how to implement some of these things in your office, reach out to me, go to Podiatry Practice Mastery. There's a coaching area. There's um, um, the Practice Mastery Academy, and then there'll be a coaching thing there soon if you want to learn. There'll be a couple of couple of options for you. Or just send me an email. Let me know what your thoughts are, what works for you. Things I didn't mention that you really think are great, uh, please let me know. I'd love to hear back from you. Okay, thanks.